Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of True Hauntings and Scary Stories. I'm Cynthia Sear. Uh, My sister Tina is actually not with me today. Um, Today I'm just going to share with you three really cool EVPs that I caught in my um, grandparents' super haunted house in St. Augustine, Florida. This is going to be the only public episode that I do that talks about EVPs that I've caught because I've actually caught a lot of EVPs, not just in my grandparents' house, but in my own house and some other places. So this is going to be the only episode I'm going to do on the public account. But if you want to join my Patreon, it's at patreon.com slash true hauntings. If you join that, bonus episodes will have more EVPs in them. So the story behind my grandparents' house, just real briefly, their house was built in 1876, I believe, and it is located in St. Augustine, Florida, which is kind of known to be pretty haunted. I think the town was established or founded in 1565, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, there's a ton of history in that town. So Nanny and Grandpa's house was built in 1876. It is a three-story Victorian mansion-y kind of house. It's very pretty large. The family that lived there before them actually all died off, and that's when my grandparents bought it. And when they bought it, all the stuff that the previous family owned was still there. So my nanny kind of pieced together a bit of their life story as best she could and kind of figured out that they were former carnival people. Like the lady of the house was a musician, and she was also a seamstress, which she continued to do once they moved into this house. That was kind of her job. She made like big ballroom gowns and things for the uh, wealthy people in St. Augustine. So they all kind of had a part in the carnival. So they were very reclusive. They stayed in the house a lot, didn't leave. There were a lot of rumors about them. Um, They were very odd. So like at one point when her daughter passed away, they put her on a table in the middle of the living room and left her laying there for three days with candles lit and stuff, trying to get her to come back to life. So she obviously didn't. Um, The neighbors who still lived there when my grandparents bought the house, and I actually remember them, they're past now, but I remember them. Um, They told my nanny about this particular situation and that the police had to be called. And when the smell started permeating the house and the police forced them to give the daughter a proper burial. So these people were very strange. Well, at one point they had a child of incest that they were ashamed of, so they locked him on the third floor. Well, um, as I said, she was a seamstress, so at one point she had a client over doing a fitting, and the little boy was probably five or six-ish, and he made a ruckus and kind of brought attention to himself, and he was supposed to be a secret that nobody knew about. The lady of the house got very, very upset with this. He'd already been making her angry by doing things like this previously. So she locked up the third floor and would not allow her other her children to go and tend to him. So he starved to death up there. That's what my nanny kind of put together based on the journals and the photos and and talking to the last um, living member of the family. He 
he still lived there when they bought a building down the street and she, they got to know him and he told them some stories about this stuff too. And so he told her that when the boy passed, uh, the lady of the house allowed them to go back up and get him. And because there was no formal record of him, they just, according to the final member of the family, they buried him in the backyard um, in secret. If that is true, then he's still there today because no one's ever dug up the yard looking for him or anything like that. So I've always been intrigued by that. But that's the basic story of the house. So several family members actually passed away in the house. The daughter did. I believe she passed of some kind of illness like pneumonia or something. But several members passed away in the house, but that little boy is the only one we know of that was actually murdered in the house. So that's why it's so crazy haunted. So what I have for you today are three EVPs that I recorded. Um, One day I went over to visit and my nanny and another family member were standing outside chit-chatting. And then my and then my second cousin and I were chatting as well. It was just the four of us there that day. So we were all outside talking. And he um, didn't know a lot of the stories about the house, why it's haunted and all that. So I was kind of telling him some things and decided we we decided to give him a tour of the different spots in the house. So he and I went into the house alone. Nanny and the other family members stayed outside. At this point, I always liked to turn my phone on to record when I was in there because I I catch EVPs so often in that house. It's amazing. So we went inside and we're talking and we start walking up the first big grand stairway to get to the second floor. And we get about halfway up when I remember about my phone and I stopped him and I said, hey, I... I think I should hit record in case we catch something. And he's agreed. So I pulled my phone out and I hit record. And um, mind you, we're on the stairs. He's turned to face me and I'm standing there and we're the only two in the house. There's no radios on. There's no TVs on. It was it was silent and still. So I hit record and then I say to him, mind you, we're goofing off and stuff. So I hit record. I say to him, okay, I hit record. So don't say anything stupid. And we smile or whatever. And we start walking up the stairs again. While I'm saying, okay, I hit record. Don't say anything stupid. You can hear somebody whispering over top of me. You don't need headphones for this one in particular. Assuming you're not driving in a car, you'll probably hear it without headphones. It clearly says what's going on, what's going on. It says it twice in a row. I hit record, so don't say anything stupid. So then we continue walking up the stairs. We did not hear that at the time. I hit record, I said what I said, and then we started walking up the stairs. So we go up to the second floor and we're still chit-chatting. We go up to the third floor. We're still talking about the history of the house and everything. And I bring him to the room that Nanny always suspected the boy probably died in based on markings on the floor and a rotted spot that was in front of one of the windows. She kind of thought that maybe that's where he actually laid down and passed um, based on the condition of the wooden floor when they bought the house. But I don't, I don't know. That was always her theory. So we go into that room and we're talking about it. And I point to the window and I'm kind of telling him what Nanny's always said. Uh, Again, we did not hear this when we were in there talking. And this one is a little more difficult to hear. You will probably need some headphones for this. 
I'm torn about what I think it says. I think it might be saying not here or not there, um, but it's not super clear. So I can't be sure, but it's definitely something. (laughs) It's definitely a sound that shouldn't be there. So give it a listen and let me know what you think it says. Then once we're done in that room, we go to leave. And as we're walking out the room, he's going first. And I turn to close the door because um, it's a drafty house and it gets super hot in that house. So she prefers the door to be closed on the third floor. So I close the door and I turn and start to walk. And I don't I did not catch this on the recording. So I don't know if it was my imagination or just a mistake or whatever. But I thought I heard my name whispered. So I react, oh no, you know, and um, tell him that. And he's like, oh wow, that's really creepy. And we're walking down the stairs of the that lead to the third floor at this point. So you can hear our footsteps going down the stairs. And he says, well, if you hear anything on that recording, let me know because I was with you and that's really creepy. And I say, yeah, ha ha ha. And I chuckle. After I get done chuckling, you can hear, you will need headphones you can hear a really gruff male voice say, what's your name? You you have to wear headphones and you're going to need to listen for it. But once you hear it, you can't unhear it. It is there. It sounds like a gruff male voice saying, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> Creeps me out still to this day. No matter how many times I've heard this EVP and I have heard it a lot, it it creeps me out still because what it tells me is that whatever was there with us was interacting with us. So it's not like it was just a repetitive energy from previous things in the house. This was something that heard what we were talking about and responded to it. And honestly, it's the same with the first EVP. The first one was us on the stairs and I said, no, we should record. And I hit record and suddenly there's a voice saying, what's going on? It's almost like saying, what are you doing? What are you doing here? So I feel like the things in the house, every time I get an EVP, it seems to be pertinent to what's going on at the time. So those are all three. And I only, that recording session was like four and a half minutes long. We weren't in the house for very long. Um, So within a four and a half minute recording, I caught three, three different EVPs that all seemed to be pertaining to what we were talking about. Because if that second voice did say not here, that makes total sense because I was literally talking about where Nanny thought the boy laid down and died. That's the statement I made before that voice was caught. And it said, I think it says not here. So if if that's true, I wonder where he died because it, it's almost confirming, yes, the boy was here and he did die, but that's not where it was kind of thing. This has got to be one of my favorite EVP recordings because all three voices were pertaining to what we were talking about and it kind of, it's intriguing, gives information, just, I don't know. It's amazing. And I am not tech savvy, believe it or not, so... There's no way on this earth that I added anything to it or whatever. I don't know how to do those things. I listened to the recording like two or three days after we made it 
and heard these things and was in total shock and completely excited running around my house. Honey, listen to what I caught, which he doesn't care about at all because he is not into the paranormal. He does not believe it at all, but he knows me. So whenever I catch something on a recording, he knows, he knows I didn't alter it or do anything weird. I don't, I don't have any idea how to do that. So I love this recording. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Listen to it as many times as you need to, to hear those voices. And actually, here's a repeated version of that last one where he's saying, what's your name? I'll play it one more time, but just that isolated phrase so that I can play it louder and maybe you'll be able to hear it better. So let me know what you think about this stuff. I love, love, love it because this is like my proof. For me, it's validation. It's saying, yes, there is something in that house. It's it's communicating with me and I love it. So you guys, if you want to hear more EVP episodes, I will be putting them on the channel, but there'll be bonus episodes that you can only get if you're a tier two, three, or four patron of my Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash true hauntings. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So patreon.com slash true hauntings. And you can get those bonus episodes as they come out. And I will see you next time.